and we are back and we are the run duo i am tommy mitchell what's up y'all it's india what's up india how you doing how are you good good so y'all missed our shenanigans on the last episode we just yes. had we just interviewed so this this episode is all shenanigans right <laughs> <laughs> from beginning to end so um but since we just put out the last episode last week make sure you go back if you haven't already heard it tommy mm-hmm. runs it's a great interview great guy great guy to listen to we got a lot going on in the running community Yes, he is doing big things. I really enjoyed that episode. Like it was very, very good to hear about his journey. Um, and then he also dropped some nuggets in there. So it was really good to hear. Exactly, exactly. And it's been a great response uh, to uh, his episode as well, as far as people, you know, commenting and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. he, he's, he's, he's very well known. Like, like I said before, he hadn't been running a really long time, but he's definitely made his impression on the running community. For sure. For sure. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So what's going on with you, Tommy? How's running going for you? It's going okay. I'm, I'm doing a combination running and, and working out. Um, back uh, to I, the weights? Back yeah. to the weights? Uh, so I'm doing a combination of the two. Uh, that usually works best for me when I haven't really been training that much. But mm-hmm. it helps kind of kind of keep me going and keep me, uh, keep me what is, what's the word? I'm, consistent. There you go. Right. Consistent. So uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm ready. You know, Peachtree's what, two, a little less than two months away. So um, I'll be ready for the Peachtree. Now, I'm not going to set any PRs, but I'll be ready to run on the fourth. I'll be ready to run on the fourth. Well, that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Peachtree, Mm -hmm. I don't know what we're doing for the fourth, Tommy. I the other day Braxton and I were out running or out walking um and we were like okay I was like what are we doing for Peachtree like are we about to are you going to crank up training what are you going to do and he did say to his defense just in case he listened to this episode to his defense <laughs> he was like yeah I've been he's been going to the gym mm-hmm. like 4 days a week which is fine at you know at the office and mm-hmm. he's been doing like a half mile and he said he's gonna crank it up to a mile. So he has been doing a little something, but I'm like, listen. Well, he's gonna crank it up to a mile. Man, if you don't tell that boy to get into them, he he need to be doing three miles right now. <laughs> I know. I know. Three miles every run minimum. Yes. And so <laughs> right now I'm like, I don't know what Peachtree's gonna look like. It seems like it's probably definitely gonna be another year of fun run, but at some mm-hmm. point we're gonna have to get get Braxton into gear to let him know we're going to actually like run the Peachtree at some point. Like it's going to be a race that we actually like run it because last year it wasn't on this. We, we did it together, but it was his first like true in person. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of did our little run walk. I wasn't fully, um, I was still recovering and things of that nature. So I was okay with it, but I'm like, okay, when we going to put some effort in to really get out here. So, but Mm, hey, mm, I mean, mm. you know, you got you might have to turn it to coach India. Like, look, I know we we need when you need to put together a program for him, hand What's it to him. Like, this is where you need this is you know make sure you keep in the, the weightlifting because that sounds like what he really likes to do. Yes, he prefers but, that. You know, start yeah, get that cardio going. You know, hey, come on, Braxton, if you gonna if you gonna do it, let's do it. Yeah. So my thing is. He doesn't really love running at all, but I think the reason why he does this race because he knows that it's my favorite. And mm-hmm. so I think he kind of takes it as this is a day to do something that she loves and da-da-da-da. But I'm like, honey, I'd rather you meet me at the finish line and we like I can train through this and like we can really get it done. I'm totally fine with that too. But we'll see. We never know. I appreciate it and I appreciate his effort. 
uh, to get out there and, you know, do his thing. We're going to see. We got, like you said, we got about, I think we got like six, seven, seven weeks, maybe eight yes. weeks. Yeah, a little, little less than. Before, um... Yeah, before we get there. So we'll see and crank it up. I mean, on my end, I too have really been doing weights and spin um, and then also doing my physical therapy and the exercises that my chiropractor has been giving me. So I, I am still having some lower back issues. Um, and so I still go to, the, I go to the chiropractor twice a week, Dr. Kim Rodriguez, and she's been getting me together. So I'm slowly getting back fully as well, but, um, yeah, I'm ready to bust the gate wide open. Let's get it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's still, it's good that y'all run together. Like Heather and I, even like, you know, we've been running for a while. Both yeah. of us. We, I don't think we've, we used to, we've trained together. Like we've run mm-hmm. 10 miles and stuff together, but we've never run a race together. So mm-hmm. it's, it's good mm-hmm. that y'all, y'all do that. And we probably don't do it because the the reason y'all got right there is like, look, what you going to do? Yeah. And it's usually yeah. like right now she would be killing me. Whereas before, I probably would have been a little bit faster than her. So, you know, it is yeah. what it is. And the, the interesting part about it is that Braxton is speedy, actually. Like, if he mm-hmm. was to actually put effort in, he's definitely faster than I am. But yeah. I think he gets caught up in the endurance piece of it. And so I can outdo him in endurance, but not necessarily in speed. But then he also tore his Achilles back in 2018. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like every single time he feels a little... tightness or something he'd be like nope like i'm out which is understandable (laughs) because he's like you know i'm not trying to do that again and so when he's out he's always like oh it just always feels tight whenever i'm like okay that means because we need to be stretching and foam rolling those areas because your body is just not used to moving in those ways Mm -hmm. more specifically since you've had the surgery so it's kind of one of those things where i'm just like i don't want to be too hard on him because i know he's putting out the effort um, but I also enjoy it. Like we really have a good time and you know, he can share some moments with me. So also maybe you need to find a group that he might enjoy running with that might help him. Cause like, he doesn't like, I mean, you know, JR is pretty fast. Um, which I know they're, they're frat brothers or whatever, Yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, you never say, Hey, why don't you go and see, run, go catch a, catch a mile or so with JR to see if that may spark him a little bit. Well, you know what's so funny is that Braxton is the total opposite of me when it comes to being social. So him and like being social is is already a, a little nudge. So he, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to try to find something strategic to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does. I mean, he'll, he signed us up for the HBCU race, which is in a couple weeks. So he'll do it. I think he likes it, but he don't want to like admit that he likes it. And I think it's something that also helps him to stay fit and say, I need to stay, you know, engaged mm-hmm. in something because I got to go run. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, you know, you might want to tell him, Hey, you might want to go ahead and get in shape because I know there's future plans in the works for you too. Yes. There might be a time when he can't go do anything. So he might want to go and get, get outside. Just trust me. It get comes to a point where you can tired to do anything else. <laughs> That part. We'll be right here in this little room of mine with this Peloton and these weights. We got a whole setup in here, but honey, leaving out the house to go do something. Mm. But the benefit of it is that he now works back at the office. Um yeah. and they he goes earlier before his day even starts to be able to work out. So I mean, whatever that may look like. So but yes, I'm all here for it. I'm, you know, excited about it. Peachtree has looked very different over the last couple of years, but I'm accepting whatever it will be. 
Yes, yes, but exactly. Speaking of Peachtree, I don't know if you saw it, Tommy, but they launched the Peachtree Road Race, um, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race shoe. I know we kind of teased that a little bit um, closer a couple episodes ago. Tommy, you asked if Adidas mm-hmm. was going to be launching a Peachtree shoe, and they are, and they have shown it on their social media, on social media, on Atlanta Track Club's Instagram and Facebook. So it is the Adidas Peachtree Audi Star. And it will be available May 20th. Um, and it has like a rocker look to it in the front. It does definitely has a thicker sole. Mm-hmm. It has a six millimeter heel drop. Um, it honestly reminds me of a Hoka shoe. Oh, really? It reminds me of a Hoka shoe. But yeah, so it definitely does have the cushion. It is advertised as a distance shoe. So it's advertised as like a distance trainer um, and really good for distance and long runs. So where did you say it was? It was on Adidas's site. Uh-uh, it's on a Lynn Track Club site. Oh, okay. I got mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I'm going to have to go check that out and see if I want to go and grab me some. Um, say that they're cute. Now, I will say, Tommy, go online and to all of our listeners as well. They are doing a like a giveaway. Um, so check out their the Atlanta Track Club's uh, post that they posted on Monday, and all the details about the giveaway is listed under their caption. So they are definitely doing a giveaway. Y'all go ahead and enter. I probably can't get it because I'm an ambassador for them. But <laughs> y'all go, go on over and enter. <laughs> they ain't gonna give it to me even if they my my name did get drawn, which is makes sense. But um, yeah, I might snag one too. It looks like an interesting shoe. So yeah. that shoe is currently available already, just in different colors. But obviously, the Peachtree shoe looks is the red, white, and blue. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, I'm gonna have to check that out to see if I want to drop some coins on it or put my, you know, throw my name in the hat, try to get me a a, a free pair. Yeah. Um, you know, of uh, the because I'm, you know what, I've never, I've never run an Adidas. Um, mm. I think I wore Adidas when I was young. I used to wear Adidas, um, just the regular basketball shoes, but I don't think I've ever run in Adidas shoes. Yeah, I've definitely, I think I want to say my second, yeah, it was my second marathon. I ran in the Adidas Energy Boost. Okay. But those were, they were phasing out. Like I was able to actually get those from Marshalls because they were no longer... (laughs) No longer being sold at Adidas, but they work for me. So I trained yeah. with them. So I went to Marshall. I went to like 10 Marshalls to get a couple pair to get me through marathon mm-hmm. training the and the race. So I had about two or three pairs that I used through the season. Um, but the energy boost got me through. And then, you know, you're still looking to see what else I can get out there. So, you know what? I just don't think I ever saw any that had a because I like thick soles. And mm, I need stability. You like this shoe. Yeah, so I, I mean, it, you know, I'd never seen any that I would like. Okay, that that looks like that might work for me. I'd always kind of, you know, stuck yeah. with the brooks. So this shoe does have a thick sole, and from the reviews that I've seen, it says seems like they do have good arch support, which is mm-hmm. usually more of a stability shoe. So yeah. this might work for you. I would say definitely go to an Adidas store to try on the shoe before you you know, get the pastry soup, just to even see if it works for you. Yeah. Well, so. if it looks good, you know, like we, like we were we talking, talking about, about on the last, last episode. <laughs> if it looks good, I'll just get it. And, you know, if it works for running, great. If it doesn't, then these are just some kick it shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these, they these are. These shoes I wear on the plane to the race. That's what I, those, that's what those would be. Right. Right. So at least you can, I mean, like you said, I think somebody was like, at least there'll be some good walking around shoes. Yeah. But I got, I got plenty of those, honey. Ones that are just <laughs> walk around shoes and not necessarily, um, here they go. Okay. I think I have 
have seen those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to check them out. Um, yeah. You know, also, like you said, you know, you have a lot of walking around shoes. I don't. Honestly, mm. most of the shoes I walk around in are old running shoes that I, you know, they're beyond their worth as far as running and I just mm-hmm. change them into shoes I just you know wear around a lot so I get rid of those but the ones that can't don't work for running like whether they hurt my ankle my shins whatever mm-hmm. it is I just walk around in them because I can't do impact on them but I'll walk around them so I have enough of those but I do need to clean out my closet because I have some shoes in there that just don't even need to be in existence anymore <laughs> <laughs> I hold on to shoes <laughs> I gotcha I gotcha so are we gonna yes. are we gonna talk a little bit about Boston? I know it's it's old, but you know we didn't really really talk about it too much. But the Boston Marathon took place, you know, about mm-hmm. two two three weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, and it was an interesting event. No no super highlights to me. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. um, except of course the women's race that came down to. A sprint. The last two. Yeah, yeah sprint, it was definitely basically. a sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I, it was no, you know, big surprises, unfortunately. Um, not unfortunately, but I like to see a good race. You know, I like to see, yeah. you know, Boston usually has something like somebody will go out fast and be in front for like a mm-hmm. whole part of the race. And all of a sudden the crowd will catch up with them, stuff like that. Nothing like that this time. No weather events, anything like that, that made it, you know, yeah. you know like I it was the- before. I think the only takeaway for sure is the uh, men's race. They were clumped together through over half of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that was a something that typically does not happen. Usually the bunches, usually they it becomes two or three groups that break off by half marathon or mile 18 or so. But I mm-hmm. feel like this race through 18, they were still like the, the lead pack was still pretty thick. So I think that that was, you know, a takeaway that I had. Um, obviously congrats to Nail Rojas and her first place finish, um, on the U S side. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, Molly, Molly Seidel wasn't able to, to finish up on that race. So those are a couple of highlights that I, that I remember from it. But like you said, it just wasn't, um, anything very memorable on the course. Now I will say there was. I feel like this Boston had a lot of feels um, and for a couple different reasons. So mm-hmm. this was the anniversary of um, the the 50th year of women being able to run the Boston Marathon, which is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and it went from having eight women that legally could run to having like 12,000 women that were able to run this year. So that was a huge deal. Um, because just think about like, I, I think about me being a woman and the fact that at some point I could not run yeah. like a race, like I wanted to, I just couldn't sign up and do it. And I think that that is a big deal. So there was a lot of people that came out, uh, to support the 50th year. Um, and there was also a lot of individuals that were involved in the, the, or were around in 2013 when the bombing took place mm-hmm. that actually came out and ran and they had partners in, and people that they could either, they could run with the bib or they could donate their bib to someone to run in their honor, um, in regards to the bombing. So I think that that was really good. So for me, watching clips and situ- and different things on social media for the Boston Marathon was less about the race, but just more of the feels and kind of the sim- symbolism behind this year's race. Exactly, exactly. Um, 
I'm I'm disappointed that um, Molly Seidel didn't get to you know finish. I was really looking forward to see if she was mm-hmm. going to be able to do something in this. But did we? Did you hear anything? Like was she injured or did something happen? Yeah, she had some hip pain. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so, and I think you know us casual runners, we would just run through it because we really want to finish a marathon. But for elites, like they are very ad- they're very adamant of like, I don't need to push this any further. There's no need to push my body to the point where I'm having to hobble to the end, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, it's really weird because like, what would that have been her sixth marathon? If that? No, not even that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I want to say so. maybe four. Yeah. She has not done many, um, but she obviously is is built for it so i look forward to when she toes the line again um definitely look forward to that exactly i i'm definitely looking forward to it um a great thing that happened this weekend emily uh sisson broke yes. the american record for the half marathon so excited for her mm-hmm. which didn't didn't sarah hall just break it in january just uh-huh just broke it man let me tell y'all something these u.s women doing it men mm-hmm. i don't know what y'all doing y'all just <laughs> tripping they trying they trying but the, yes the u.s women are crushing it for sure um and just doing their thing i'm so happy for emily and i read uh, some articles about her um and the lead up to this was not ideal um mm-hmm. i don't think she announced that she was even attempting uh, but she had gotten covid earlier in the year um and just body was not feeling a hundred percent um getting back to it but she came out there and crushed it and and supposedly on the route it was not she wasn't feeling the best but mm-hmm. she came out and she killed it so congratulations emily on doing that um i'm just saying i i just feel like it keep we keep getting women that are faster and faster and faster and i'm enjoying the the u.s women's side of of distance running right now yeah most definitely i'm i'm, I'm looking to see one of the u.s women to really break through, maybe win a, a world major marathon, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. So I, I'm really thinking that that definitely could happen. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Now, we can't say congratulations to Emily Sisson without also saying congratulations to our girl, Alephine Tuliamuk. She did her first distance race back since the 2020 Olympic trials. Oh, wow. She did the Pittsburgh half marathon, and she actually came in second with a 109.54 and um and this is this her first race back and i'm just so excited for her like i really feel like alephine did well with getting herself together soaking up motherhood getting back to running when she was ready and able and just really just kind of slowly getting back into the sport. I know that there are some um, some women that feel very strong and healthy and they get right back into it, but I love watching and seeing Alephine's um, post and her journey into motherhood and even her uh, just seeing, being a mom and balancing training and being an elite athlete and kind of what that looks like. So congratulations to Alephine on her second place um, win over the weekend. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine what that is like, you know, mm-hmm. not just, you know, the, the physical part of it, it's the mental part, you know, having to leave your child to go, mm-hmm. you know, every day and you can't just sit there and hang out with your kid mm-hmm. um, as much as you would like to. So I, I know it's not easy. So yeah, um, she's getting herself back together. Hopefully, you know, she can go injury free and, and get back at it. Yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. 
Now, unless you are living under a rock, I've seen this article being posted all over the place. And for those that have not heard about it, on May 1st at the Flying Pig Marathon, which takes place in Ohio, Cammie and Ben Crawford and their family of eight went out to do a marathon and one of their children is six years old, six years old. And he completed that marathon. Now this is a family that is very obviously Instagram famous. I had never heard of them until this, this article came out, but they have a well, a decent number of followers. Um, they have completed as a family, 33 marathons. Um, and, some of which were marathons that were bandit marathons, meaning that the child, the children, or this child, the children were not able to run legally because they were under the age of eighteen. Mm-hmm. Most marathons have a age age minimum for mm-hmm. registration, which is that's there for a reason. But we'll get to that. But this child was six year old, six years old, running a marathon. They finished the marathon, the family all together, finished the marathon in eight hours and 36 minutes. And at there was some point during this race, Tommy, that after mile 20, he was physically struggling. And I'm putting air quotes because this is what was said, physically struggling. And he had to sit every three minutes because he was just not like physically struggling. So I have heard a lot of different opinions on this this six-year-old running this marathon. Um, but I would love to hear what you think. And of course, there has been, um, there was accommodations that were given to this family to run the Flying Pig. And it was supposedly listed under special accommodations. The mm-hmm. Flying Pig Marathon actually gives certain bibs out, special accommodations for certain mm-hmm. people. And so this is how he received this bib. Um, but I don't know about you. I have had a marathon or two over six hours and it was grueling for me, let alone eight. You know what I mean? And I say that not in a place of pay shaming at all, because a marathon is a marathon. Mm -hmm. But I think when you think about it as a, on a medical standpoint, a physical standpoint, physical and mental, but physically, it becomes a point when you're on your feet at a certain amount of time and it becomes a detriment to your physical abilities and it becomes a detriment to just your health in general, mm-hmm. let alone the physical, the mental piece to it, that marathoning is, is grueling for someone that is six or 60 or 16, whatever it is, mm-hmm. 26, 36. It is a, it is a grueling thing. Um, not saying that obviously it can be done. Thousands of people do it every weekend. But I think for a six-year-old, it's a little much. What do you think? Well, <laughs> when I first read the article, I was, I did, because I saw, you know, on, on, online now, it's a lot of clickbait. Right. You know, just, that's the title. Six-year-old mm-hmm. runs marathon. Mm-hmm. What the hell? So let me click mm-hmm. on this. And, you know, I read it and I was like, why would you let your six-year-old run a marathon? Mm-hmm. I don't care that he said he wanted to run it. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Why is a six-year-old running a marathon? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to take it as far as some people like it was child abuse. I, I don't. I don't think it was child abuse. Yeah, I definitely did see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think it's child abuse. And number number two, 
he, he that's your kid. If you feel like you've, you know, I'm, I'm assuming this families are runners. If mm-hmm. you feel like you've been training with him and he's, cause I'm assuming the kid and I'm assuming a lot, I'm assuming the kid has gone on training runs with the, the, the family. So he has. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, if you think he's, he can do it, that's fine. Cause what was crazy. I saw in a lot of threads, more than one person say, yeah, I ran a, a marathon when I was seven. I ran a marathon when I was this. And I was real surprised. I was like, wow. But this, mm-hmm. I mean, most of these people are much older. They were like my age. They were like, oh, I ran when I was like in 1975. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I did a, a marathon with my with my dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, very surprising. Um, but, and, and I didn't get too overwhelmed by the, hey, after mile 20, he kept wanting to sit down after after, you know, every three minutes or so. It's a six-year-old. I, I think I would be more worried about his mental state. Yes. Because as an adult, when you run a marathon, even if you've only been training for that 18 weeks to run that marathon, you're an adult. Mm-hmm. You've been through a lot of life. So mm-hmm. you under mm-hmm. you can mentally handle feeling bad. Like you can mm-hmm. mentally handle, okay, my body's not feeling great, but you mm-hmm. know what? I, I have the wherewithal in me to finish. Whereas mm-hmm. a kid, he's six years old. He probably hasn't had to deal with that ad- that kind of adversity in his life ever. Right. So right. to him, of course, he's not feeling good. He's at twenty miles. He wants to stop. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have made my child keep going after twenty miles. If he if he would have just said, "Hey, you know what, Dad? Mm-hmm. I'm good. I don't want to do this anymore." Okay. Mm-hmm. Some somebody in the family stopped with him, and everybody else keeps going. Right. Basically, right. I would not have made him keep going. That's to me at that point, it's not worth it to make mm-hmm. him if he's, you know, even though kids cry over everything, once he starts crying, it's not worth it, it to just to have him finish a marathon. Right. Right. And I yeah. can't imagine. I don't see how they kept him interested for eight hours to even do that. Yeah. At six years old. Well, they definitely have done training runs. I I was trying not to get in on a rabbit hole mm-hmm. of their Instagram page because they the family does have a separate Instagram page, um, and they'll video like one of the one of the training runs. I think they had a ten miler they were supposed to be doing, and this was like a couple weeks before the marathon, mm-hmm. and he was over it at mile three. Like you could tell, he was over it at mile three. <laughs> the mom was like, "Yeah, it's going to be a long ten miles." Like you know, it's yeah. You know, it's 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 just the realisticness. I know for me, when I'm not feeling it, when I'm not in the game mentally to mm-hmm. do a long run and I have 10 miles to do, it's grueling for me. Let alone someone, a child that is six-year-old, they can't process, okay, what's the benefit of this? Why should I be doing this? Exactly. You know, my family is paying for this. Like, what's the, what, what's the reward out of, of doing this? Um, you know, it, it's just, it's a lot more for me. And I feel like as a... I don't have children, but I think it's that whole thing of of mentally I'm more I, I am concerned about him physically because I'm pretty sure he is feeling beat up at this point. Um mm-hmm. and still it's been a week or so from removed from the marathon and physically your bones are just not their bones are not developed, your body is not developed to be able to withstand that type of intensity. Um, for that long period of time. Now, obviously your body can do amazing things, but it's just not healthy and potentially could cause longer term ramifications to that level of time being on your feet. Now, the other piece to it to me is mentally. Like 
like you said, is he mentally strong enough to be able to withstand that? And at what point is he just going to be like, I don't want to be a part of this family that does marathons. You know what I mean? And will the mom and dad accept that? Like, I don't want to be a part of this family. Like, yeah, y'all are great. You, you're doing this, whatever. I don't want to be a part of your family of doing these marathons. I don't want to run no more. I don't want to run no more. And, and this family supposedly has a book out um, because they actually hiked the Appalachian Trail. So this family is very well known for doing these in, intense endurance sports sports as a family, which mm-hmm. I think is beautiful. I love to see families doing things collectively, but I would love to be a fly on the wall to, to, to the conversations of, hey, guys, we're doing another marathon. We got to train for X amount of time. This might hurt, but we're going to do this regardless. Like if that's the conversation, we don't know what the conversation looks like, but I would mm-hmm. love to see what the conversation is behind the scenes um, to, to introduce and even introducing the kids to this way of life, because that's basically what it is. Yeah. I mean, kids pretty much want to do, especially at his age, mm-hmm. they want to do whatever their family, whatever their parents are doing, they want to follow them or whatever parent they really look up to. They want to follow mm-hmm. that parent. They want to do exactly what that parent does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see why he runs at this point. But yeah, I can see down the line him being like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I mean, I would not have wanted to train for a marathon in elementary school. I got mm-hmm. other things I want to do. There's football, yeah. there's bad. I mean, it's, that's, it's a lot goes into training for truly training for a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I would have wanted to take out that much of my life at that age. Mm-hmm. The reason why at our age, you know, that we run marathons, it's an accomplishment. We've it done is. all kinds of other stuff in our life. Mm-hmm. Okay, what can I do next? Mm-hmm. I can run a marathon. You know, so right. we all have, you know, hobbies, something to relax us from the trials and tribulations of work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really that worried about his trials and tribulations of elementary school at this point. I mean, right. I, I'm, you know, elementary school is at least, you know, half play in the first place. So mm-hmm. he should be good and they should just let him do whatever. But I think that's a piece of it that I didn't think about until you just said that. Like, I want my kids to be able to be enjoy life and not saying that he may enjoy running. Who's to say? Like, he may truly no, he, enjoy he running. He enjoyed it mile 20. Right. But <laughs> at the same time, I just think about my kids being outside playing or playing with their friends or doing something of that nature and not stressing out of, oh, I have to get up and go run for hours. Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, if he's if they're doing a eight plus hour marathon, more than likely their training runs are, are extensive as well. You know what I mean? They're, they're longer in time. So you're spending a good portion of your days Mm -hmm. with training. And I just think that just to me would take away some away from, it would take the joy away from childhood. And again, unless he loves it, but I don't know. Well, my, uh, this is my thing. Now, if any listeners are out there and you are now training your six year old, to mm-hmm. run a marathon as long as you got it you know medically cleared you've talked to a doctor everything is good hey let's do it and the kids into it i'm with you i'm never gonna tell somebody how to raise their child that's right that's on you. as long as you ain't you know beating upside the head i'm good with you you know mm-hmm. you do whatever you want to with your child um but yeah in my opinion no if at six-year-olds you know um because myself and heather run trey comes and says hey i want to run a race with dog the most I would let him run would be a 5K, probably, mm-hmm, at that mm-hmm. point. And then, yeah. you know, if he gets older, because I, I guess he had, they have 16 and 17-year-olds in the family as well. 
that ran the marathon, even though right. that was uh, below the age, they went ahead and, you know, got the special whatever to let them run. Special I'm fine with yeah. that because I think at 16 and 17, you can pretty much start to because you're probably already playing some kind of organized sport mm-hmm. and you can make that kind of decision. But until then, I, I just don't I'm, I'm not with it. I'm not with kids that young having to practice anything. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think 16 to 17 is fine for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to band it anything or try to get any special accommodations for you. <laughs> but I think that that so would be fine. And your kids say at 16, Mom, I want to run Publix. No. You're not going to call Atlanta Track Up and look, hey, my son no. really wants to run. We can do a virtual Publix. If they allow virtual, I don't mm-hmm. know. I've never thought about that, but we'll do a virtual Publix, but we're not going to get out there illegally and try to do this. Like, Well, no, not bandit. No, but just call yeah. and try to get a special accommodation. I wouldn't say no, bandit. No, I will wait. He can wait two years. He or she can wait two years. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's necessary. Um, and more so, I'm also like, I don't, I know sometimes kids want to do what their parents do. But it's like, I also am all about do what what you like. Like, it doesn't have to be what the family does or what I do. I just want you to be happy. Um, I think that's my biggest thing out of it. But if they like it, I love it. I'll be right there. I'll be their coach. Make sure they got all the shoes and stuff they need. But at six, no, sir. You will not. No, yeah, I'll I put you I in don't. some cross country. We can get you into a competitive team. We can travel around. We can do all of that stuff. But as far as being six and busting out twenty six point two miles, no. Well, I think I'm I'm real old school with it because we, you know, I don't like kids practicing things that early. Practicing. Mm. And when I say practicing, like they actually have an organized practice, whether it be baseball, whatever. I think at that point. They should mm-hmm. just be playing. They should learn by playing with other kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just don't think mm-hmm. it should be organized too much at that point. Even though I yeah. know there's plenty of organized, you know, football for six-year-olds already. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, I'm okay with organized. When I was a little girl, as soon as I could walk, I was in cheerleading. So I was cheerleader. I did recreational until I got to the point where I could get into, like, school age. Um, and I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was something that helped me with my discipline. Like it was something that instilled more discipline. I feel like looking back at it during that time, I didn't think it did, but looking back at it, I felt like my, my parents used that as leverage to be good. Um, whereas yeah. now I feel like, you know, it was cause it was something that I absolutely enjoyed. So it was one of those things where if I came home with bad grades or the teacher called or something, it's like, oh, okay, you want to act up? You're not going to cheerleading in practice or you're not playing in this game or you're not dancing or cheering in the game this weekend. You can go, but you're going to sit on the sidelines so that you can feel embarrassed. Like that's what my parents like <laughs> did. And for me, it helped me. Whereas these days I feel like there is no kids are not involved in a lot of things or a lot of kids are not involved in a lot of things. They're the computer and the video games and all that stuff. They don't have something that's so tangible that they can take away besides that. But it's not something enjoyable that's also physical. And so, I don't know, you can look at it in different ways, but I just feel like we just have to figure out ways, whatever works for your family, but figure out ways to allow the child to be a child, but enjoy it, but also keep them active. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm laughing because that's what we do to Trey. Trey, and uh, Heather wanted to sign up for it, I did not, but he's Mm -hmm. in the soccer shots thing, and we do use it. Oh, oh. Oh, we got a note from uh, preschool, uh, from daycare, that you you want to tell people no. 
So That's guess who's the, guess guess who's not going to soccer this week? If Miss Gaia, if Miss Gaia, when I come pick you up, if Miss Gaia say you were bad, mm-hmm. no soccer. And not we do, yeah, we we use. And I mean, I I mean, you're correct. He he has learned honestly because I, I know I talk about Trey as being a wild child because he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But honestly, he listens better than almost everybody in the soccer shots. As mm-hmm. far as, and I was really surprised by that. But mm-hmm. has it helped him listen to me? No, it, no. Yeah, you know, he listened to coach. He don't listen. He still don't listen to dad. He still runs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yeah, we do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I know some parents are like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I signed him up for it. I spent this money for it. It's like you spent this money, but at the end of the day, if it's gonna help your child with discipline. Go for it. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely with that because, yeah, discipline does help. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I, I mean, I think anybody that's played any kind of organized sports understands that that's what, when you, later on in life, when you go on for interviews and stuff like that, that kind of confidence, knowing that you can get things done because mm-hmm. of this practice that you used to do for football or baseball or cheerleading or whatever you used to do, that, that confidence is still with you. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. so I, I definitely understand side of it. But, yeah, you know, Flying pig. First off, let, we did talk about the other the the elephant in the room is the flying pig. Why are y'all doing that? Why did y'all yeah. let that even happen? Because yeah. you could. I mean, even if they banned it, I think a six year old stands out pretty much in the crowd of mm-hmm. a race. I yeah. think everybody would be like, "Wait a minute, why is this six year old still running at mile you know fifteen? Right. Yeah, I think that it would be very interesting because I've seen little kids and in half marathons that I've done, and I know that they weren't. They may have been like six, seven. Mm-hmm. I've seen it, and I'm like, oh look, like they're doing better than me. They're not even hopping and popping, but at, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree, Tommy. Like, I feel like I would love to understand what they allow with their special accommodations. Is there a panel? or a board that these special accommodations go up towards and they have to like, it has to be a panel of people that discuss Mm -hmm. the special accommodation. And should we allow this? Like, what does that process look like for the flying pig? Like, what does it look like for these special accommodations? And were they really told that this part, this child was going to be a six year old or did, or, you know, what was really discussed for him to be able to get a bib? Well, somebody, you know, of course, in the running community, we, we, if we could get all the detectives that we have yeah. in the running community to mm-hmm. work for the, the APD, we, they, they would crime, They would solve every crime because, you, of course, somebody did the homework and dug into like all the results. And they did find the finishing times for the kids that were in the 16, 17, you know. They removed it. They removed yeah. the six-year-old's time. Yeah, exactly. And then they, yeah. but you couldn't find the six-year-old's time. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they were going to try to turn around and say, oh, we didn't know he was six or, you know, yeah. something to that. Or the six-year-old banded the race or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they were going to say. But, yeah, race directors who uh, for marathons, please. Please mm-hmm. just stick with whatever your age rate is, age range is. Just stick with it. Yeah. You ain't hurting nobody. No just special accommodation, it. and it keeps yeah. you out of trouble just in case something does happen. Yeah, you know? yeah, be- yeah. It's again, like I think that's a good point, Tommy. Like if something was to have happened to this young man running this marathon at the age of six, like I'm glad that he was able to cross the finish line. But if something was to have happened to him, what would that have looked like for the flying pig? And their organization as a whole, because um, yeah. I hear that it's an amazing race to run. Yeah, but yeah. it's like you know, what would it have looked like for them? 
Yeah, so uh, uh, that that was kind of interesting. And I, I keep going back to eight hours. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> why would you keep your child out there for eight freaking hours? That is just yeah. crazy to me. That gets yeah. to me more than the actual 26 whatever miles. It's the that time it, on the speed. Yeah. Eight hours. I mean, why would you have your child out there for freaking? It's Your child basically worked a day. I hope y'all paid him by the hour because y'all, he just worked a full day of work you know, mm-hmm. out there on that pavement. And I just don't understand why you would, you would do that with your, with your six-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, and I actually don't even have an interest to find out, but I don't know their family, what their finish times are outside of this race. Mm-hmm. Like the other 32 marathons or 33 marathons that they have done, um, what their times were previous, like previous to this one. Um, but pace or not being on your feet, over eight hours is is it's a lot it's a lot yeah so. yeah i heard he had a breakdown when he got to one of the tables and yeah. all the refreshments were gone yes I, I can't even imagine what kind of tantrum that kid threw but it's stuff like that like you know when you're out on the course that long drinks are gone <laughs> snacks are gone fueling that's the is mental gone. side yes and that's, that's the mental like, side like he can't even understand like but dad you told me Mm-hmm. When we got here, there was gonna be drinks. Mm-hmm. There are no drinks. Yeah. Did, did they, they I mean, car- <laughs> did they carry enough with them to give to them to be out there for eight hours plus? Like all of that. Like yeah. how did y'all push? How did y'all fuel? You know, with being out there that long, like what happened? Like yeah. did y'all prepare for that? <laughs> But let me, I, I am going to say this. I don't know what the six-year-old's name is, but congratulations, young man. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations, young man. It's still 26.2 miles. You so did kudos. it. You yeah. did it. Uh, I, I'd be right. interested to see if he's, if he, I'd be interested to see if he tells dad, you know what? I want to do that again. That really right. would be like, would you want to do it again? Because like most of us, after we finish the marathon, what's the first thing we say? That's the last one I'm doing. I ain't yep, ever doing that later, Exactly. You, you sign up for another one. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. And again, I want to put this out here. This is not pay shaming anybody that, mm-hmm. that, that runs, even if you're an adult that runs an eight hour, listen, six, seven, eight hour marathon. That is not to pay shame anyone. I think we just know that it definitely is hard on the body and for, for at whatever age that sh- that you are. At the end of the day, a marathon is a marathon. 26.2 miles is is a marathon. However you finish it and in what time it is, congratulations to everyone that has done so because woo child. Well, and I mean, I'm not even comparing this to adults because an adult that runs for eight hours has made a decision to run for eight hours. And, and, oh, and legally, you have the right to make that decision. You have grown up enough to in your faculty to know, hey, I'm going to run for this eight hours. That six-year-old is not at the point in his life where he can really make that decision on his own, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So that's why, you know, I'm not comparing him to some an adult that did it for eight hours. I'm just comparing it to a kid out there for eight hours with his family and, you know, his dad thinking that's, you know, let's just keep going with right. him as opposed to, hey, you know what? You did 20 yard, 20 miles, son. Great job. You know, somebody stop with him and we'll see y'all at the finish line. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I would still celebrate him to the fullest for his 20 miles that he completed. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like I'm, I am just hope that they have celebrated him and everybody else in their family as well for even getting through marathon training, getting it done, juggling school, whatever all of that looks like. 
Um, because it is an accomplishment. It's just not one that I would like my six-year-old to partake in. <laughs> so that's that. I'm yes, off my soapbox. <laughs> yes, indeedy. But anyway, um, yeah. Wow. Six years old. How long? I mean, I didn't ran my first marathon until I was in my 30s. Same. Yes. Yeah, so, I was wow. in my 30s. <laughs> And I wanted to quit that one. So good job, kid. Listen, I didn't want to do my first one. Let's talk about that. I was peer pressured into that one. No, no, for real. Peer pressure to sign up, not peer pressure to run. Your first one was in Chicago, right? Yeah. Well, at least you had a hell of a first marathon. I mean, I it's did. not a lot of people that get to do a world major for their first marathon. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's I good. appreciate that. So, you know. Yes. And oh, let me say this real quick. I know we're about to end, about mm-hmm. to wrap it up. For anyone that is listening to this podcast, if you are not a marathoner, that is okay. I know that we talk about marathoning all the time and me and Tommy be getting on people about running a marathoner. But if you are not a marathoner, it is you are still a runner. It does not make you any better or any of that. Like It's totally fine. But I will say, if you decide to embark on the marathon experience, it is amazing. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the only reason is because we both know Mm-hmm. That accom- that feeling when you finish a marathon, how accomplished you feel, especially right. that first one. When yeah. you finish that first one, you're just like, I, I did 26, whatever. And yeah. you're in a club that not everybody's in. The one percent Once you club. do it. Yeah. And exactly. it's like, I feel like when you do a marathon, it just kind of helps you to size up things that you go through in life. Like you got through training, you got through 26.2 miles. It almost kind of puts you into play. You can get through anything, right? <laughs> Because the physical and mental, I guess you can just call it stress that the marathon process does on your body and on your mind for any level, casual runner or elite, 26.2 miles does a doozy on your body and your mind. If you can get through that, it almost gives you this extra boost of confidence that you can get through anything and you can conquer any of the challenges that you have in life. So Exactly. Exactly. Yes, All yes, right. Yes. So, right. you know, the best segue is, hey, Coach India, if they want to <laughs> find out how to train for a marathon, how to get yes. in touch with you? Definitely hit me up, but not if you're six years old. But hit me up. Um, um, Trey just left the room. He said, hey, get tell India to send me her digits. <laughs> right. I'm trying right. to run. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are interested um, in coaching, I do uh, still coach. Um, and you can find me on my website at mousefromindia.com. You can also hit me up on Instagram at I of Indigo Runs, and that's an underscore under each one. And that's again, I of Indigo Runs. Um, and also Facebook, Mouse from India. No, <laughs> Facebook is India Cook or Mouse from India if you're looking for my blog information. And after you finish the marathon and you want to tell me about it, hit me up. You can email me, thomaswmitchell, the number two, at gmail.com or um, tmitch68 on Instagram. Or, hey, if you want to do a, a, a training run, I'm down. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever. So holla at your boy. Well, yes. India, another great episode. Shenanigan-filled episode of the For Run sure. Duo, episode 109. Yes. And uh, I guess we'll see y'all next, well, in two weeks. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Have a good one. Peace.